And we're back. Welcome to Stories of Recovery, a podcast produced by Mar Addiction Treatment Centers. My name is Matt Shedd. This is an exciting moment because we're picking this podcast back up after a break of about a year. This episode, uh, we're going to get back into one of the basics of treatment here at Mar, the concept of therapeutic community. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to kind of address where we've been and, and, and why we're back. So this story, this podcast goes back to about 2018, um, early that year, uh, the executive producer for the podcast, uh, David Tate, we came up with this vision for what this could potentially be. We wanted to give people an experience of what it was like to be connected with Mar. This little resilient nonprofit treatment center that had been around since 1975 and that seemed to transform the lives of everyone who stayed connected to it for any period of time, whether they were clients, alumni, family members, volunteers, staff, um, everybody that came through this place seemed to have this deep, deep connection and love for it. I was in the admissions department at the time working on becoming a counselor, and I had a background in um, working in public radio and media production, and David found out, and he thought that we could do this, and I wasn't so sure. I didn't know if it would be a success, but he was confident, and so I went with his confidence, and I was willing to give it a try, so we went ahead and we started it, and we captured a lot of stories of people who come through MAR and how they were transformed by the 12 Steps and the work that they did here with the amazing counseling staff who were tireless and the amazing work that has been done over the years with family members. Um, and, and also we had some volunteers speak, but basically just covered the whole Mar community and talked about um, how the principles behind the 12-step uh, approach have really transformed the lives of countless people, whether they have a chemical addiction or not in their history. Um, and we had a great time making it. There's 72 episodes that came out before this one. Then Mar went through some leadership changes, uh, priority shifted. And as part of that, they wanted to focus less on this long form uh, educational content that like the podcast that we'd been putting together. Um, so as a result, I ended up leaving about nine or 10 months ago. So I went on and I was doing some other work at some other organizations and then I got a phone call about a month ago saying that there was some interest in bringing the podcast back and some of the other recovery resources that we'd worked on when I was here at MAR. So here we are. And now to the matter at hand for this podcast, I first one back, I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to really than Ashley McQueen. Um, he's a longtime alumni turned volunteer turned counselor at the Men's Recovery Center. He came through MAR as a client in 2005 and 2006. He got kicked out for covering up a relapse that he had while he was in treatment. Um, and he came clean about it and was dismissed from the program. But really, he never left because he started volunteering and he stuck around since. And if you want to hear his whole story, it's actually available on our podcast. Um, so you can go back and, and listen to that um, if you're interested. But for this episode, we talk primarily about therapeutic community and how it shapes the treatment here at MAR. It's probably the defining characteristic of treatment at MAR. And 
actually knows it well. Uh, he lives it out every day, um, and you'll hear it in the wisdom that he he shares here. Um, you're not going to hear a lot from me in this episode after this intro. Um, I just mainly kind of edited around uh, the things that Ashley said that I thought were helpful, um, that people that are f- friends of Mar and that familiar with Mar would would like to hear as kind of a refresher, and then people that maybe are new to Mar uh, would be interested in hearing about and how we do things here um, and what we aspire to. So without any more buildup, here's my friend, Ashley McQueen. We often say a really sick community is one where nobody disagrees with anybody else. Yeah. And a community that looks sort of chaotic on the outside, but they're all talking about what's going on with them, is a much healthier community than one where everybody seems to be getting along with everybody else. Um, because somebody's not saying something. Right. If, they, if they're all getting along all the time, somebody is, is controlling something and, and moving in a way um, that's, that's not in their best interest, or the community's best interest. I think it's it's a wonderful thing. You just said it, and and we say it often, and we forget it. Is we're trying to, as a staff, we're trying to practice what we ask our clients to practice. It's like if it if there's if it has value, and we're asking them, and we're trying to create an environment in which they can do what we're asking, and we're trying to support that environment, then it just makes sense that it would be the same for. For us, that we're trying to have an environment in which we can openly address things um, and talk about things and not be afraid that for voicing my my feelings, I won't be consequenced. I had an interesting conversation. You know, we have conversations all the time with, with guys as a, as a staff member and as a client former client <clears throat> there's people all along the <laughs> the yeah. line that I talked to I mean I talked to a guy recently that I was in treatment with and he called me up just to say I oh, just want to talk about how things are going down there yeah um <clears throat> another guy that I same thing that was came came in right behind me and I talked to him and then uh, last week had several phone calls from guys that have just been here in the last couple of years and are in different places and calling just calling to say hey and they're calling for a connection is what mm-hmm. they're calling for i mean that's something it speaks to that something happened while they were here mm-hmm. uh, one of them the guy had not stayed sober he's sober now but he had not stayed sober after he came through here but he's still calling to talk so i was talking to one guy um and i had even said to him i said you know you should probably you should go talk to matt um matt <laughs> shed is back and he you could be a guy that he would talk to. He said, well, that probably wouldn't work because I'm so biased. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I am so, Mar saved my life. So everything I have to say is so <laughs> far over in that side of things yeah. it, that it's not a balanced perspective. And I was like, oh, your perspective is your perspective. Right. Um, and he was so sincere about, you know, I don't think there was any other way that I could have had the time and the space and able to, to let me change. And I was given that at Mar and was offered something. And I, 
it, it took a, it was a while before I could actually say, I'll take it. Thank you very much. And I actually remembered back and it was like, that's right. I can remember you couldn't even put a sentence together yeah. when you first showed up. And that was, was he really, he, he, he couldn't. And, um, but I thought that was an interesting perspective from him is he kept the focus on himself. Right. It's like my perspective um, and how I approach it is more important than what something they wouldn't hear. And right. I, I think that's always a good thing to remember. Uh, my attitude is going to have a lot to say about what experience I have. In this next section, I ask Ashley why he still stays deeply involved in the Mar community 17 years later after he arrived here for treatment as a client. I haven't, I haven't experienced sobriety without having a connection to this place. Um, so I don't know if you'd want to call that a fear or not, but it's like, it's what I know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a proximity to what I know. But I don't know that I would want to not have time here. So, you know, I'm working part time. I'm here because I want to be. Um, I can remember being a client here and the difference it made to me when staff members were available. Um, like you could walk by and just stop at somebody's door and talk with them for a little bit. Um, or you could ask, can we spend some time together and their time would be made and how much that was important to me. I, I was going to say, you've always been, uh, for me, a really stabilizing, calming presence. Even when I'm not seeing you regularly, I think about you uh, being in your office and the times I've gone by, and it gives me, like, it just, it, it's grounding. Well, I mean, I feel the same way about you, but also, you know, I'd say obviously Doug, Doug yeah. Brush is a person like that for me. I yes. mean, in some regards, I feel like he saved my life. And it's not that I I owe him to be here, but it's here's here's how that works for me. It's like he sort of showed me how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I sort of went, oh, like that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, he went out of his way to come and pick me up for a long time, and after I had been discharged from Mar and I wasn't driving, he would come pick me up, take me to group. So I he showed me this is yeah. how you do that. It's like, okay, this is how you show up. <clears throat> and it wasn't so much that he was trying to show me how to do it. He was just doing it. So the result was I got to, I got to be open to saying, ah, this is how, this is how you do it. It's not to produce a result necessarily. It's to participate. Mm. And the result is whatever the result is. <laughs> yeah. Um, how sweet is that? Um, so, you know, I think part of that, and, you know, the way that I can come here right now today and just openly talk with you with a microphone in front of me is because um, I, I I would not be comfortable doing that just with anybody um, and not be feel like I've got to be careful about what I say. It's because, hey, you know, I, I have a relationship as a relationship that's been formed um, based on sort of a give and take and. Um, and I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not really that guy. You know, I'm the guy that spent most of his life being really careful about what he said. You know, <laughs> me too. Because that's how me I too. control things. Like, yeah. don't give them information. Uh, they might use it. Information uh, can be power. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me keep that over here. Um, and that's the opposite of what we try to practice and tell guys they do in the community. We say, let go of that. Uh, risk it. Um, see what happens. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's a part of it, too. It's like, this is where I learned to do that, and I'm still trying to learn it. 
In this next part, Ashley talks about how community doesn't involve forcing other people to change, but the balance between letting people be exactly who they are, as well as creating some space for growth as well. The clients, who we have to remember who they are. <laughs> um, what do you mean by that? That they're alcoholics and addicts. <laughs> right. They're in treatment for a reason. Right. And what we want them to do is be who they are, not something that we want them to yeah. be. Yeah. That's the key to getting somewhere. And to not try to force them into a mold and say, we, you should behave like this. We have to have some, some but we can't have... Uh, chaos either mm -hmm. so it's like there's a balance there it's like well we can try to beat them over the head and make that not happen which i don't think is making progress or getting anywhere or we can try to oh, we can try to hold that up for them and we can try to create a space where they can do that together and one one is going to produce maybe a quicker result in the short term, but that's not going to have any legs and it's not going to stick. Mm -hmm. They're going to be doing it again when they've gotten just enough room away from you yelling at them or being harsh with them. Um, and the thing is, you want to keep holding that for them, but you're not trying to make them not do it. Mm -hmm. You're trying to encourage them to have the space in which they will help each other not do it. And that's a huge difference. Um, that's like saying, guy comes to treatment and saying, stop being uncomfortable. We want you to, to not be fearful. So you're going to have to not be fearful. Um, and it's like, it doesn't work that way. The, the, nothing's going to change. The guy might look like he's not afraid for a little while, but nothing has really changed. Um, so that the idea of trying to get them to do something different is like they have to participate in that rather than be forced into it. Um, and I think that's a huge part of what Maury is. Now, sometimes it looks messy. You better believe it. Um, and, and I will tell you this, too. And staff doesn't always agree. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, same thing. If, we had, if, if, if everybody's in agreement, then somebody's not saying something. So we get to work through that with staff. And sometimes some members of staff will tend to say, you know, we need to tighten up over here. Um, and we have to consider that and look at that. And hopefully we have a, we have a discussion around that and we come to, come to terms of how we're going to approach something. Uh, and sometimes the opposite might be, it's like we need to loosen up a little bit on this guy, mm -hmm. give this guy a little bit more room. Um, and I love those conversations as staff. It's like we're having a meeting just like we asked the clients to have community meetings. We're having a community meeting where we're talking about how we're going to approach something and how we're going to do something. And it's not necessarily that one person gets their way. It's that people express themselves and the group gets to consider it and try to see how we're going to proceed as a group. Um, and you don't always come out of those meetings with everybody in total agreement. Sometimes people are like, I don't like that. But we're able to move and accept and understand that we all have a common goal here that we're trying to move in and trying to help these guys. Um, it's not like we're opposed to each other. We just, our viewpoints are different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the same thing that's happening in the community, hopefully. But yeah, it's not smooth or pretty all the time. The idea, if you have what looks smooth or pretty, I guarantee you, there's something not smooth and pretty underneath it. So the idea of having everything look just right is a falsehood. 
um, we can get all those pieces. In fact, that you can take that back to to twelve step literature, trying to get rest satisfaction by <laughs> getting all the pieces in the right places right. so that it looks good. It's Managing gonna all fit. Well. Yeah, then it's gonna fit, and we're gonna be okay. And it's like underneath that, you got something just waiting for a spot to pop out in. Um, we, it's got to be an inside-out thing instead of an outside-in. In the magic of discovering that my how important my participation in that is, that, that has a huge effect ultimately on how I'm showing up and trying to do it. And, and I don't always mm-hmm. show up well. But I get to experience that and see that how much of a difference it makes for me as an individual when I am. Um, and I love that sense of feeling when that happens, when it shifts for a guy. Um, and he's pushing back either openly or underneath. He's fighting it. And then something happens and he shifts. Yeah. And he starts to participate. And it's like, ooh, yeah. it's magic. Do you have any... Uh... Any other thoughts you want to share? We haven't gotten to. Uh, I guess. I guess you probably plumbed me out. For, <laughs> um, I'll just say, you know, one of the shifts here. Um, this is. I'll say this because I enjoy it. Um, the feeling in the men's center when the word passed through the men's center that you were returning to Mar was like an uplifting feeling. You could feel it move through the building and people's faces and smile. Uh, Matt's coming back. Um, it was like, it was a good day. Um, so that in itself says something about, uh, I think about direction. And, and I mean, I think that was in general, but I especially feel like, you know, there have been enough of us who have conversations with people, with alumni, and how they would talk about the, the material that you were putting out and how much it meant to them. So we would hear that all the time. So it was personally, it was uplifting to me that you were coming back, but it also was, ah, we're coming back to something like that is uh, possible again um and that's sort of that feeling of in the trenches yeah <laughs> you know in the, you yeah, feel like yeah. you're in the trenches with other people and you're getting getting communication from people and it and it's not like through the regular channel it's through those side channels that are so important tomorrow yeah um that people are just calling you up to you know sometimes it's people i had a guy call me the other day that was really struggling and having a hard time and he was a guy that left here under bad circumstances and is struggled and struggled and and uh, we talked for i don't know 15 or 20 minutes we didn't solve anything but it was like he just was like thank you so much for answering the phone uh-huh. uh, and and i was kind of thank you so much for calling yeah <laughs> yeah you know that was it's perfect uh, and, and I, I you know now it gives me the opportunity i'm thinking oh i haven't talked to him again since maybe i'll call right. him back <laughs> now yeah. And so having a conversation with you maybe will lead me to, oh, yeah, yeah, let me reach out to him and return that. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I appreciate the fact that you're here. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And I can't, I mean, that day, was, I don't think I'll ever forget that day because it was so meaningful to me. And I want to, people that might be listening to know that that opportunity is available, if they've been away. So, anyways, I hope. I hope more people come around and have that that feeling.
So yeah, the staff looks a lot different than it did 10 years ago, but, uh, or five years ago even. Um, yeah. But, but those people, uh, to, a, to a huge extent are people that learned what they're doing from the people that were doing it before. Um, and very dedicated people, um, really, really. So, so people are getting help here. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I can say Absolutely. that. Thank you for asking. Really yeah. good. Thank you for, thank you for the time. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode of Stories of Recovery. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just wanted to remind all the alumni that are listening or people that are planning on potentially coming to MAR, we have this service called Renewal Week. And basically how it works is if you are an alumni who has completed the program here at MAR and you've stayed sober, you are eligible to come back for a week uh, to participate in treatment again with the clients here that are currently in treatment for free. It's already covered in in the cost that you paid uh, when you came through the first time. It's a good way to get back connected into the community. It's a way to be of service to people that are new in recovery, our current clients. Um, So if you're interested in that, please uh, reach out to us. You can reach out to us through our website um, at marinc.org, M-A-R-R-I-N-C.org. I'm Matt Shedd. Our executive producer for this podcast is David Tate. The music is performed by Jordan Detweiler. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're already looking forward to next time.